thoughts of all our hearts, be truly pleasing to you. as to what is to happen to our things, to our families always, 
as we prepare for our day to put our affairs in order. And in this gospel passage, Jesus is teaching his disciples about humility and acceptance and love. He's teaching them just after he washed the disciples' feet and after Judas has left to betray Jesus. Judas's departure began the process by which Jesus was glorified by God. Jesus knew that Judas's actions would result in victory over sin and death, but the disciples didn't realize it. Even though Jesus had told them several times that he would die and rise again. Jesus was their source of comfort and strength. But he knew that they'd have to learn to support each other when he was no longer a physical presence amongst them. I think that's one reason why he issued the commandments to love one another. It's also the new commandment that we, as his modern disciples, are to follow. And it isn't always easy. We were never promised that it is. Jesus told his disciples that he'll be glorified through his death and resurrection. And these opened up the door of salvation for us. And we're to obey, obey God's commandments, including the new one that Jesus gave in this farewell speech. To love each other just as I have loved you. And we talk about this as the new commandment. It isn't exactly new. The Israelites were told in Leviticus to love their neighbours. And again later in Leviticus, the Israelites were told to love both foreigners and fellow Israelites. But the commandment is new for four main reasons. First, Jesus was a clear model of the kind of love that he requires. And he proved it further by washing his disciples' feet. Secondly, the commandment focuses on the Christian community where we as Christians are called on to love everyone. And this is where it gets a bit problematic for us. To love everyone. Friends, enemies, and total strangers. Thirdly, it creates a new commandment based on love not obedience to all the Jewish rules. 
And finally, this commandment is open-ended. There's no end time. We don't have to love someone for the next week, or the next year, or the next month. There's no end date. We have to obey it for eternity entirely. Even when we can't feel affection, certainly love for someone, we can still help them. And when we do, we show Christ's love. And you never know. We may even see Christ's love in their eyes. In his book, Miracle on the Liver Pie, Ernest Gordon described an incident in which British prisoners of war tended the wounds of injured Japanese soldiers and fed them. The Japanese were covered with mud and blood. Their wounds were infected and they were left uncared for by their own people. And the British prisoners saw them, took pity on them, bathed their wounds and gave them a little food to eat. They cared for the enemies who starved and beat them and killed their comrades. God broke down the hatred and conquered it with love. Nearer to home, on the 29th of this month, we remember the Battle of Gate Park here on this land. We think of Penny to Karun, whose selfless act of love is depicted in this window. And tomorrow we remember Anzac Day as a time of huge and selfless loss of life in acts of love and loyalty on behalf of two countries at war. All these, and many others I haven't mentioned, are examples of the life that Jesus calls us to live. Each of us, each one of us, is called to live a life as a servant to others. Those who serve in others in love are true disciples of Christ. And we love our neighbours when we seek them out. We love our neighbours when we make ourselves available to serve them. We love our neighbours when we shepherd them in their walk with God. Jesus' humility and service to others, especially when he washed his disciples' feet, is a good example for us to follow. Here was the master serving others and not the other way around. If Jesus could serve others, then so can we. He showed his love by serving 
He can love others by serving them. We can also love others by serving them. As Craig Conlon, who provided ideas and thoughts for much of what I'm saying, says, we don't actually have the option of ignoring this new commandment. It's not an option. Obeying it is a sign of our love for Jesus. And it's really hard for us to love as Jesus asks us to. Because it somehow goes against our human nature. It goes against human reasoning and logic. It's not logical, somehow, for us to love our enemies or those who hate us. It's not logical to love people who are different from us. Or at least that's what the Jews thought. They didn't want to love the Gentiles. It went all against they've ever been taught. In fact, the Jews often referred to the Gentiles by names that were certainly uncomplimentary, like dogs. And God showed Peter in Acts chapter 11, verse 18, that he loves the Gentiles as much as he loves the Jews. And that to refuse to accept the Gentiles would be hindering God and opposing God's will. When we find it hard to love our enemies or those who are different from us, all we have to do is to remember what Jesus did for us. All we have to do to respond to what he did for us is to love our neighbours just like Jesus loves us. And then miracles could happen and we could show God to others. And better still, we could recognize God in us.